like to thank everyone for helping us in so many ways. Just by showing up here and practicing with others is very, very supportive and helpful, not only to working with the teacher, but with the teaching as it's being presented by that teacher at that time. In this case, this person. Thank you for the help and uh, ask you to continue to help us as we go along. Thank you and thank you and thank you. This morning's uh, topic or I'm going to talk to something I wanted to talk about. I don't have a really clear title, so the title's a little on the vague side, but it is uh, recognizing that something could be helpful to you. Recognizing that, because if you if your if your way of recognizing is in line with the way most of the world is recognizing this and that and this being right and that being wrong, you're going to continue to go in circles that looks like a straight line. The whole world is doing it. It's very circular. You have not noticed. <clears throat> you talk to someone that has no mind training, even if they're karmically well uh, well off as far as their intelligence, their insight, their understanding. They can be very well off in that area and still going in an, in an incredible circle that is damaging to you and to others around you. You have to recognize it. I wasn't able to recognize this if it hadn't been for my teacher, the Yadra. Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche. Without him, uh, I would probably not be living. <clears throat> Excuse me. How do I know that? Of course, I, I can tell for sure what would happen there. But looking back, it looked pretty dangerous back there. Pretty dangerous right here. From the point of view of what occurs and what doesn't occur. So recognizing that something could be helpful instead of arguing with everything, fighting, trying to find, get your, your uh, shabby, dispossessed ego to have some kind of a reassurance that this is going to be okay. It's not. The first words out of the Buddha's mouth as far as the teaching, as far as the way it is recorded, is life is suffering. And I've said this probably hundreds. Didn't say part-time. He didn't say, well, sometimes it's pleasurable. No. The whole damn thing is suffering. If you take issue with that, I'm sitting here. I don't have a lot of time left, neither do you. Time is an illusion. You are very, very lucky to be sitting here, not because I'm so wonderful or because I know so much. It's because there's nobody here. There's no one with an agenda here. That's my credential if I need one, and I don't. So recognizing the value, one of the ways you can, you, you're going to need help from somebody, probably a teacher, probably a community, and definitely some kind of a teaching, even if it's only reading a heart sutra over and over again. That's all, that might be all you have. Recognizing that somebody you just met might be able to have some insight into what you're dealing with. Because if you don't do something soon, you know, this whole body mind that we think is so dependable and we can, we'll get sick, but we'll get better. It's not dependable. Death comes without warning. And sometimes there's a little warning, but not near enough. This will all come to an end. <clears throat> and what happens after that uh, is mostly based on whether you think there's an after. Because if you think there is, then there will be. Consciousness always finds the form, it, the form it needs and will have you in some kind of a realm somewhere. It may not be physical, 
But this does not come to an end, my friends. It is not a threat. I'm not threatening you with anything. I'm just telling you what I'm looking at. It's how I teach. I don't teach out of what I was taught. I teach out of what I'm looking at. And I was taught how to look by my teachers, both of them, all three of them, all, all 16 of them, all 17 of them. <clears throat> all the teachers that I've met, met down through the centuries, and you have met also. You just don't remember it. It's just like the way we study in book study. People take issue with this and think we should be learning in a different way. The way that we're learning here is by seeing that you don't understand. Do I have to yell at? I hear people talking about this, taking issue with this and this, and shouldn't we do this or do that? It's about understanding in the sense that you see that you can't understand it. It's that kind of understanding. Because we're headed, headed toward a cliff of realization. If you want to go, I'm ready. If you're not, if you don't want to go, do, do something else with your life. Or waste my time or anybody's time. See, I told you that traffic pissed me off this morning. Of course, I don't want you to leave. I want you to give this a, as much of a chance as you, as you can. Sit down, hold still. I'm not asking you to believe me or believe anything. Sit down, hold still. Watch the movement of the mind so you get very, very familiar with how, how screwed up and crazy you are. I'm using those words because everybody uses them. But if you don't, you can turn away. You can, you can do yoga. You can, not that there's anything wrong with yoga. We have yoga teachers right here. You can go back into some other way of working with your mind. I'm not against therapy. I'm not against any of those other practices. But this is a way of doing it directly with your mind stream. So you sit down, you look at what moves in the mind, and you become very, very intimate with that. Very intimate. Will not be comfortable. So if you don't recognize that this is going to be helpful, then the, the self-centered part of the mind, the narcissistic mind, the ego mind, the fear-based mind that doesn't know it's afraid. You know, if you're really, really afraid uh, and you know it, you probably will be here trying to understand that more deeply. But you can be extremely paranoid, terrified, and afraid and have no idea because you're successful at covering it up for a while. Three months, eight months, 18 years, 22 years. and then. Because of the movement of everything that goes in circles, it comes back around for a review. And when it comes back up again, are you prepared? No, because you've just spent the eight last 18 years ignoring the damn thing. It's coming. Is it a threat? Is it a guarantee? No, you might have the kind of karma that gives you a whole lifetime where you just enjoy yourself. You're in the God realm uh, or you're in the human realm or you're in one of the areas where you don't get uh, your head uh, pounded against the tabletop. <clears throat> recognize it recognize it see what it is see what it is yourself don't if you jump to conclusions just watch yourself jumping don't stop jumping to conclusions be aware that you're jumping to conclusions because if you stop doing that then you you enter into a a kind of a status or stasis the ego loves it's called fixation 
It doesn't make that noise. It doesn't give you a clue. You don't even know you're fixated. You just think you're right and the other people are wrong. I got this covered. I've had people come in here and sit in front of me and say, I think I understand what this is. I think I got it. I say, good. Good. It's hard to get. I'm glad you got it. Never see them again. Did they get it? I have no idea. Help me with this. Help me. Ask questions based on what's arising in your mind. Please don't hesitate. If you have it. If you don't, I'll continue to talk about recognizing this. Go ahead. When you're bowing. So the, the word recognizes. <laughs> If you can break it down into recognizing, so is this something that we already know? Yes. Yes, you already know this, but you will cover it up based on untraceable, what we call karma or causes and conditions. You can't track them down. It looks like we can we, because we can say, well, I feel this way because I did this or ate that or this happened or that. So we can do that a little bit, but we do not see the proverbial big picture of anything. If you if you see the big picture, you will not know what it is. If you know what it is, knowing, not knowing. Why? Because why? Because why? Because why? Because why? Because. Circular. More? Not right now. Thank you. So grand. So grand dying. Chizan talked about the first reminder and the Dharma being our own help. How is the Dharma our only help? Well, the Dharma, there's a few key words to that, that nothing is separate, uh, that life is suffering and causes, take, we can go through the provisional teachings, you already know those, and just rem remind yourself of those. If you need to say them, it's very traditional to just repeat those over and over and over and to prostrate. What are you prostrating to? You're prostrating to your own Buddha nature, which is not a, not a separate being. You may need the help of the teacher. You may need the help of the Sangha. You may need the help of the, that particular Dharma. But it's, it's leading to an area, this is why we don't, the, the kind of book study we do is about studying this, not going in the conventional idea of understanding it. I've said this over and over, and I'm still having people trying to figure out what, uh, what was it, primordial ignorance is. It's just, it's obvious that's a circle. You cannot find a definition for that that is going to satisfy everyone. It's important to study that and, and feel how, and have the awareness that you can't quite understand that. That's the awareness, not the awareness that, yeah, I got that. I got it down. Yeah, finally, I, I didn't understand, but now I got it. Done understand you can understand this these teachings lead toward an understanding that transcends relative grasping that you might need to get a degree in in uh, botany or, or uh, that you might need to have in order to pass tests to actually get graduate degrees and so on not against those i'm all for them go get them but when you come up to a teaching like the stone woman gets up dancing two arrows meet The wooden man begins to sing. What's being pointed at there that you and you might want to say, well, I don't understand that. Let's really go into that. Why? What is the wooden man? And uh, why isn't the wooden man dancing with the 
Well, you could go on and on and on with that kind of contraption. It is a pointer, and it's pointing at something that that is ineffable. You can't find it. It has no location. It has no no uh, qualities, and it has names. But even these names are, you can say, well, what is the Dharmakaya? Well, what is the Dharmata? Well, what is Dharmadhatu? And so on. All these are different ways of trying to describe something that is impossible. Describe the taste of that. How does water taste? You can't, you can't really do that other than using relative kind of terms that may get you close to it. Sometimes that people are extremely gifted, you could say, or have worked at it, or are really interested in the sound of words and the meaning of words. Sometimes they become poets. And we want to read them because they are able to say something about the nature of what this is that seems to go beyond our relative grasping, rejecting, shutting down. Brian. Brian Bowen. <clears throat> Do emotions blind us from seeing what this is? Emotions? They, they also uncover it. Oh. So if you do anything with it, here, here's an emotion arising. Nothing happened. But if you do anything with it, this shouldn't be happening. Uh, I don't deserve this. Uh, I need to stop feeling this way. Or any number of other ways that the ego can reorient itself when it starts to get threatened by something, it will find some kind of a dynamic. This is why the awareness practice, this is why the sitting practice of meditation is so powerful. And But it takes a long time, relatively to our lifetime, it takes a long time, but relatively to how long your consciousness has been involved in this illusion we call time, overnight, one thing, 20 minutes, 18 seconds, time is inconsequential more yeah. yes sir Anybody? how can we tell when something's helpful I don't know if there's an indicator for that but it has to start out with your sincerity to see the truth if, if you're sincere and you really want to see the truth there's, and, and that you set out with the idea that you're going to do that you probably are going to run into that somewhere just because of the karma that even brought you into this room. The karma that brought me uh, away from stealing things from other people and brought me into the path of the Buddha. More? Andy Valen, so would it be intuition or confusion that could lead us that way? Good. And it's so mixed up with all the other, just look at your life path, all the different, we're not going to go into that, that's all personal, but you've, you've had a lot of trajectories going different directions, all over the place. Look where you're at now, you're living in a monastery. How the hell did that happen? What a dumb idea. <laughs> From the point of view of ego, it's dangerous. From the point of view of self-centeredness of wanting to get ahead because it's devastating to ego. It's devastating to that part of the consciousness that thinks it is somebody, it, it is Andy, or it is Sogazan. If you see through that, you don't see anything. But still, the causes and conditions, the passion, aggression, ignorance, are they just tear right through you. 
looking for someone that cares about anything. They can't find anything separate. They find something, but it's like looking in a mirror. You don't see anything else more. Yeah. Michael. Michael Bowling, is there always some sort of fixation or conclusion that we're not seeing? hesitate to generalize too much, but yes, there's some kind of tightening down that will allow a person to live the rest of their life just mowing lawns. That's what they do. And they have conversations about the kind of oil they use and should I get an electric motor? I'm being a little silly, but I'm just saying it's, you can take up your whole time doing, just doing a particular thing that may relatively, may be wonderful, may help you to feel better and may be fun, may be enjoyable, may be give you a lot of, uh, appreciation for whatever community you're involved with but it's still uh, is probably some kind of, there is probably still some kind of fixation or shutting down in some area in order so you don't have to feel that and if the trigger comes along and it could be <clears throat> the next door neighbor could have a tone of voice or a particular chemistry with you that where they do this this and this and suddenly you're having emotions that you they're not sure why they're so intense when such a simple thing happened, the old mountain out of a molehill kind of thing. Why am I feeling this rage at this person? All they did was say this and this and this, and yet they just want to bust them one. How, how can I talk about that? Because I've been through it. I'm still going through it. It's not stopped. Go ahead, please. Michael Bowen, does the teacher still have fixation that he doesn't see? Of course. Michael Bowen, what's the difference between the meditator? That fixates and a person who doesn't meditate that fixates. Well, what do you want to hear here? So I can help you. Just tell me what you want to hear, and I'll just say it. Or I can say I can respond to your question directly, which might not be as helpful. Just respond directly. I don't know, but I don't need to know. Do you? What is it you want to know? Tell me. Spit it out. So, it's hard to formulate a question. It is. It is very hard. And that's because your awareness practice, wherever that's at, and I haven't talked to you in a while, so I don't know, might know, know, not know even if I talk to you, is that there's so many different moving parts to that, and that's part of the illusion. But when we see that it's an illusion, then there are no parts. Then nothing is moving. You have to see it. And you do not have to get rid of your craziness, your resentment, your irritation, your anger, but it just becomes self-existing. It's just a traditional way of of kind of uh, acknowledge the, acknowledging that things are rising, even though you see through them. Things are happening and emotions are happening, even though you know they're unreal. They're vivid. And they're, it's like, as I've sometimes used an example of watching a, a scary movie or something. So it's, yes. If we, if we conclude that something is unreal, then is that just another fixation? Yeah, and you can't conclude things are unreal. That's ego. And that's and not, not bad. It's not evil. It just means that that's a part of the consciousness that is still working with trying to control things and wants to know things and wants doesn't want to know this, but wants to know that. But it's kind of back and forth thing. It's a kind of like backgammon. You know how to play that? Yes. Kelsey Belling, is there a way to see that something is unreal without concluding that it is real? Yes. <clears throat> but when, when consciousness is the, there's no longer a self and consciousness is liberated, <laughs> it's just consciousness. 
there are no separate beings anywhere. This, uh, then, then you just dance in this illusion. You may not look like you're dancing to Michelle. Michelle might look at you and see what you're doing and think, what the hell is she talking like that for? Why would she do something this or something that way? Or might still be operating out of her particular dynamic, but you're liberated. And you wouldn't necessarily be a teacher. You might not even be a counselor anymore. You, you would have, you, the rest of your life would be completely choiceless. And if suffering arose in your mind, uh, it, would, it would just arise and you would, you would see the suffering, but you would not push it away. I don't want that. You would not pull it towards you, explain it, blame people for it, blame your life situation, blame your karma, blame your astrological sign, blame your uh, Enneagram or your, what's that other one? Eaching. Huh? Eaching, yeah. We got a whole list of those reference points. You'd be liberated. And so, but is there, was there anyone, nothing happened because there isn't anyone to be liberated. Because if it's that completely total, total, it's so total that nothing happened. You, you didn't become somebody. You didn't become a, an enlightened being. You didn't become kind of above all the crazy people. If anything, if nothing, you you just are no longer at war with anything. So you're totally crazy from now on. It's called crazy wisdom. And it's called that because what else are you going to call it? Call it sane wisdom? You know? yeah, well, I, if we um, continue to look at the conclusions we make, especially about meaning, will that... Um, Help us not to be fixated on the conclusion. So there's no guarantee uh, of anything. There's no outcome for anything. It's this is why I, the way I teach this is the, it's the intention. It can show up different ways for different people, but it's the intention to see the truth. You can say it to yourself. I intend to see what this is, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. I'm going to see what this is, no matter what. Is there some kind of maintenance with intention? No. It would just return to the intention. Don't maintain anything. Let the whole damn thing fall apart. You're a monk, so uh, you've already set something up where it's pretty hard for you to go the other way. You could, but you return to the vow. Return to the vow to be with all things. This is the vow that has been said transcends karma. Does it? I don't know if it does or not. Maybe not such a bad way of talking about it. Um, with your example of mowing, um, I'm curious if there's a way to be busy or to keep have a lot of activities and not be fixated or fueling fixation. So it's not about getting rid of fixation or not fueling fixation. It's about the awareness that you're doing that. And then uh, because there is awareness, because that part of the consciousness that seems uh, so tight and self-centered and me, me, me and threatened or feeling like it's a, uh, that I am in danger or I'm getting th finally getting things right or I'm continuing to go down the path of perdition or whatever that word would be. So that that still happens. All the illusion still continues and it still uh, shows up as your particular ego, um, your style and so on. It's just that the, the, the consciousness is liberated. 
So it's 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 both. That's why it's so puzzling because we keep looking for results because we're so locked down on cause and effect. This cause that cause that cause that. That's a description of the illusion. More. Is fixation spacious? Is fixation spacious? Well, sure. Would have to be. Wouldn't it have to be? What do you think about what I'm thinking? Is this a mudra? Okay. Yoka Bowing, question from YouTube from Igor in Croatia. Bowing. Okay. Does realization have permanent have a permanent effect on perceiving everyday life situations? No. What changes in perception in the relative sense? Nothing. There's no change. Jen Bowing. Right, Jen. Is everything helpful? Bowing. Well, you could say that, sure. Everything is helpful. I've noticed that, that without dirt under my feet, I would fall to the center of the earth. That's helpful. I noticed without walls, the cold air would come in and we'd all freeze. So everything's helpful. But what is it you want to know? Because that's what I'm curious about. It brings up that question. Jen Bowen, I'm thinking about the concept of the great perfection. Okay. And how... Um, I'm just wondering lately if everything that happens, every person who comes to the cafe or every conversation I have or every difficulty, if it's all actually helpful, if yeah. I can see it that way. Yes, but you might need someone to point that out to you. Everything is your teacher. The teacher introduces you to this world. And if you see what this is, you may not need that teacher anymore. As it says in the Myth of Freedom by Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, the, you, need, you need the teacher so you can leave the teacher. You need to have the teacher so the teacher can point this out to you so that you can leave. That doesn't mean you're going to leave the room or leave uh, being a student of that teacher. Uh, but whatever needs to happen is, is your, your self-centeredness, your, your fear-based uh, consciousness, ego, is no longer uh, running things there. There is there is no one at the wheel. There is no one at the controls. There are no controls. So yes, the great perfection is just uh, these Zogchen masters are just saying everything is all right, just like it is. But they're not saying that you have to accept anything. They're not saying that you have to reject anything. That any position on anything uh, sets you away from that understanding of the great perfection. Difficult to talk about that, but it can be discussed or talked about. So good up. Sokoda Bowing. Um, from what I understand, um, Chokam Tempur Rinpoche uh, coined the term uh, crazy wisdom. What was he pointing to with that um, terminology of crazy wisdom, Bowing? Thank you. So <clears throat> I didn't talk to him about that, so I don't know for sure. But my understanding of it is that the, the wisdom that begins to arise uh, looks pretty crazy to ego. Because it is, it, there's no control. There's no, there's no, you are totally at the mercy of dependent origination. If you're in a human form and you've realized your true nature, doesn't mean the human form's going to blow up or turn into a, a you know, underwater light bulb. So to say crazy, uh, it just means that it doesn't line up with the conventional idea 
of sanity or of understanding or balance because because that wisdom sees everything. It sees things that most ego-centered minds are not seeing. They're just seeing this and that caused this and this caused that. And uh, he's uh, doing this, so we need to stop him. And she's doing this, so we need to help her. It's, it's a very relative situation that's going on in the world and society. And this is the way things are work working. And sometimes people want to bring this into uh, something like the book study. No. No, if you want to study in that way, then study zoology or study uh, science or study relative truth. There are very deep, profound structures of relative truth, including psychology, philosophy, and so on. They should be I'm all about that, but not studying the Dharma. Now, I'm not saying that Bill Waldron, Dan Lusthaus, or <coughs> Jeffrey Hopkins, or all these other scholars won't disagree with me. They should go ahead and disagree with me. Well, go study with them then. Go study with someone who is a, a scholar. If maybe that's the way you need to learn this. If you're if you're talking to me, then I'm saying uh, do it this way. Probably it looks crazy. But why would you study something that there's no requirement to learn it? Ask me about it, because the the thing that you are trying to learn is beyond the concepts that you're actually using. You're actually walking on step footsteps that the teacher, the crazy wisdom form. Uh, is pulling out, out your stair steps insofar as you can handle it. They might put some back in if it looks like you're going to collapse and going to have some kind of a tantrum. But they're not going to baby you too much. This teacher will probably baby you more than most of them. I never got babied by either one of my teachers at all that I know of. And of course, they might have said, I really have to cut that guy some slack because he is messed up. So... Of course, they never said that. Crazy wisdom. It just looks that way because it doesn't line itself up with the with our conventional thinking about right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, should be, shouldn't be. All the more all the rules and the cultural dynamics that are happening are meant to control people. There's 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 nothing here about liberation. This is why the the the, the ancient uh, hermits that live in the what is the Jonang Mountains of of China, we were looking at a documentary there by uh, Edward Berger, wonderful documentary called uh, Mountain Path. And uh, that's why they went up into the mountains to get away from the crazy world that was relatively, uh, looked pretty sane relatively, but if you looked at it from an ultimate point of view, if you want to call that a point of view, you'd see that it's, it's crazy to go around chasing your tail for your whole lifetime when you could realize your true nature realize what the Buddha was pointing at from 2,500 years ago and has been pointing at. And how do you do that? You do it. You have the support of the teacher, hopefully. You have the support of the teaching. Stone woman gets up dancing. Wooden man begins to sing. Good luck. Those are ultimate teach teachings set in a relative picture so that you can see that you aren't going to be able to make the leap conceptually, but you can see that there never was a leap. There never was a difference. You have to realize it. I'll badger you till you do. I'm alive. Go ahead. What is help on a path that we need to do ourselves? Encouraging you to return to it, like we do here. Encouraging you to, like the whole month of February, that's encouragement to sit. And I don't know how much of that I can do, but I'll do as much of it as I can, because I feel that if you see me sitting here, there's more of a chance that you're going to come and sit here or you'll sit here on Zoom. 
you'll spend more time doing something that looks useless and uh, meditation begins to look more and more useless the more you do it but some some something else starts to happen there and that else elseness can't be directly pointed at it has to be your own being alone with yourself it's uh, alone but it's not lonely David Boeing. Yes. Um, if there's no doer, then is there an, uh, an absence of a decision maker? Boeing. Well, um, David Boeing, if, is there a, uh, is there still the perception that decisions are being made? So there could, there could be something. I, I think I, I feel that I'm, I have an idea of what it is you're looking for. But I, I don't know. It, it, it could go either way. There could be a, some some of that riding along. It's kind of like something is like there's a shadow going along with you there. So that that process isn't isn't completely thoroughly done for yet. So there may be some of that tagging along, watching uh, something and, and knowing that you have to do it that way, and then not being exactly sure. It doesn't add up why you should do it that way. You just know you have to do it that way. It's it's something like stumbling into meditation, sitting down and practicing for a while. You have to get a few hundred hours under your belt, so to speak. But seeing that there's something valuable here that you cannot quite put your finger on, that is not about just being more more mindful. It's not about just training your mind to to be a certain way. It's about seeing what the mind actually is. And if you see what it is. You, you will know it, but you you don't know it with relative knowledge. This is why we have the book study set up in such a way. This is after decades of doing this the opposite way and seeing that the way to understand this material is to study it and not make demands on how it's understood so that each person can bring their not knowing mind to that and not feel threatened by these know-it-alls who have such incredible intellects and like to dis describe everything to everyone and explain everything. And then there's other people. I've met people here who have more insight. When I'm saying uh, literally have more insight into the nature of their mind, but you'd never know it because they never talk. And why don't they talk? Because they're they're afraid they could be wrong. Or So that's still there. That fear is still there. Fear doesn't necessarily go away. What does go away, if you wanted to talk about it in that way, is the, is the belief that there is a separate being called me or call them that comes apart hmm. was that helpful david bowing yes i i'm still wondering uh, if i so, so someone said to me uh, just follow your feet is 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 the awakened state just a just a, an experience of following your feet and no 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 there's no feet no feet there there isn't anything there isn't anything I mean there's something but it's an illusion this is an illusion this is un, this is unreal you can't you can't I couldn't pound on it if it weren't unreal it's unreal your feet are unreal the floor is unreal the ground is unreal path up the mountain is unreal. It's unreal. 
but it's valid. It's valid. I don't know how else to say it. Why am I, why do I get choked up about that? I, I can't even look that direction. It's not even a direction. If I, if I look at that, then I, I get choked up about it. Who's getting choked up? No one. What is, it, what is the emotion? Isn't that kind of useless just to have a bunch of emotion about something? No, everything's welcome. It's everything. The doors are gone. The windows are gone. The walls are gone. The roof is gone. The floor is gone. There are no more footsteps in the snow. There isn't even any snow. Realize it. And at the same time, if you do realize this, everything comes back completely vivid and intense and right in your face, if you even have a face. If you're interested, you can do that. If you're not, do something else. It's choiceless. It's choiceless to do this. You don't make decisions about it. That's an illusion. Naveen. Sometimes I experience behaviors in my dreams that are very unlikely to happen in the waking world, like intense rage or something like that. I was wondering if the unlikeliness of happening the behavior in the waking world is a cover-up. No. No, it's not. But yeah, that's a... Uh... Dreams are interesting because you you find yourself doing things that are, that are just completely bizarre. If you were awake, you would not be doing that. But here in the dream, you're doing something that makes no, uh, to use the conventional phrase, makes no sense. Or maybe you're killing people, or maybe you're you know, you're a different person altogether, or maybe you're an animal. Anything can happen in that. That's that's the dream. Uh, that's the dream, as it says. Uh, that's the dream you have. That's a sample dream. That's the dream you have at night. And this is the real dream. This is the one you have to awaken from. That one there you, you awaken from because you're, the body's asleep and the consciousness is uh, free to just run all over the place and find images, not necessarily from your mind stream, but from any mind stream. Mind streams are not separate from each other. They're just separated, but they're fundamentally not separate. It's one big fish pond. So as far as what's happening, did you have a specific question, Naveed, about that? Or did I, you have the question mm -hmm. and I ignored it? No, you actually answered it. Um, so is that dependent origination? Yes. yes. The illusion that this caused that, caused that, caused that, caused that, caused that, caused that, then this caused that, and then this came in and caused that. And then you put all together, you have a, a 1,562 million things that you can't account for that were also in the interstices between all of those things I just mentioned. Those are there too. And some of them are shaped like teacups and some of, some of them are, are imitation of oak leaves. They're real oak leaves, but they're not really real because they're not actually made out of the same material that an oak leaf was made. You see what I'm saying? They're made out of paper. You know about those? You, you could. I mean, I just invented that. But what I'm, the reason I'm talking that way is I'm saying it's untraceable and it's completely imaginary. And we're, we'll use that imaginary mind to hurt each other. So this is why we need to, as I see it, we need to train our minds, minds to see the truth ourselves. 
you can do this. I'll help you to do this. I might not be able to do it for you, but I can encourage you to keep going, keep looking, keep looking. You're welcome. Have a little bit of time if there are further questions. Sir. Bill Kabowing, a follow-up question from Igor. Does that mean on the path to realization we change perception of the world without being aware of the change itself? Uh, I wouldn't do too much speculating. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing, but I, I think that to, to use that kind of say, does that mean that if we this, that we lose this and gain? So it's just a, it's circular. Now, now you can if you take a scholarly approach to this, then you could spend quite a bit of time in that area. And there are people that'll 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 stand right next to you and dig the dirt with you. And you can compare notes and everything. But I'm saying face the wall, sit down, you find out. Go to your own mountaintop. You've got one right here. There's one right there. There's a wall. Sit there. In, in your own house, sit down, hold still. You don't have to don't have to become a Buddhist necessarily. I think it may help, but that would be up to you. I couldn't have done this without my teacher, without this path. I couldn't have just thought this up. More? No Bowling. A question from Ross in Ireland. Ross Bowling, what is showing up in sitting? Is a bad fear that I will forget the teaching. Is that fear coming from the ego? Bowing? No. No. Not coming from anything. Just keep doing it no matter what. Don't, don't look for causes and conditions. You're, what you're doing, what, when you're doing that, you're just buying right into passion. Even if it's correct, it's still, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a circular path. Around, so you just it's like a way station where you're going to just run in circles. Don't do it. Don't look for that as opposed to that. Look right at that. Look right at the wall. Look right at whatever rises in the mind stream. That is it. Whatever rises is it. Even if it looks like confusion, doesn't matter. Just receive it. Yes, Robert. Robert, is there a relationship between authenticity? and being helpful. That's a pretty wide area. Um, sometimes the being helpful, sometimes the help people need is to just for, to be with someone who allows them to be who they are. You're a therapist, so you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you just need to listen to people and give them room to really express themselves. So helpful. And so there's a sense of authenticity there. There's just presence. Trunk per take all this authentic presence. When you're when you're just present with no motive, there's no operating uh, situation. There's no operating consciousness that is operating as someone who's being authentic or someone who's being who's a really good therapist who's just you no, know, it's worse than that. And it's better than that. it's worse than that, because you have no reference point. And yet you are being Someone is imputing that you are the authority, you're the therapist, and you're they're counting on you to help them, but they have no idea that you're you have no idea who you are or what is authentic and what is inauthentic. That's authenticity. No reference point. 
and it's it's, it's it can be terrifying to the, that part of that structure of the mind we call ego because it, it you just get used to that reference point it's like having something to balance uh, your arm on as you lean back and observe the uh, the birds fly by so coming back to your question authenticity and being helpful I think it's the same thing. It's a, less is better. Make no movement, particularly. It doesn't mean so all the sense fields are meant to receive, including the mind as a receiver. It looks like the mind produces thoughts, but uh, not exactly. It's not exactly producing thoughts. Whereas a sense of hearing, of course, you can't you can't play the harmonica here. That right? Anybody playing the harmonica with their ear? You follow what I'm saying? Receive, 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 receive this without comment. So when someone sits in front of you, receive who is there without comment. See if they have patches in their shoulder or in their elbows. See if they cross their legs and uncross them, and cross their legs and uncross them. Don't take what is happening for what it means. We're not analyzing people's behavior to find out how they're wired psychologically. It's just presence. You follow me? Good. Go ahead. Normally, when determining whether something is helpful or not, I think about whether it makes me feel better. Yes. When you say recognize what's helpful, what do you mean by helpful? Well, the idea here that I'm endeavoring to talk about, and perhaps I missed the whole thing myself, but is to say that you need to see how valuable something is. You have to see its fundamental value. And that takes quite a while with something like Shikantava. You have to really do a lot of sitting before you realize that this is something you really, this actually will help keep you, what, less self-deceptive, more honest with yourself, you may not have gotten rid of your emotions, your feelings, or may not have found a way to make yourself feel better, but at least you're sincere about it. You're going to do this. You're going to see this through as your practice. So now let's come back to your question and see if I can respond to that more directly. If it's not about feeling better, what do you mean by helpful? So feeling is a, just a relative situation. You're going to feel better. And, you know, something else will happen and you won't feel so good and then you'll feel better again. So most of the world is operating that way. So what we're endeavoring to do here is just look at the fundamental nature of what this is rather than just a person who feels better relatively because of that, doesn't feel so good because of this. It's always tied into what? Trying to feel better. So we're trying to find out what is fundamentally, what, what is the fundamental situation that we are covering up? Life and death. This, this very being that we think is so solid and so real, and we get our reality by having conversations at the kitchen table and disagreeing with the neighbor or disagreeing with our, our brother or our friends or some, you know, having this going back and forth, we establish some kind of a, um, I'm the person who's hearing that something that I don't care for, and we build all these stories about it. And so come back to the vow, come back that you've received. Vow to be with all things, no matter what. So 
those feeling better, feeling worse or whatever by going into, into that and trying to do something with your behavior so you'll feel better. It's not that that's incorrect. There just needs to be a lot of awareness there. You need to be on receive as much as possible. Feel what is arising rather than try to cover it up with something and help you to feel better. More about that, Bianca? Enjoying. I notice myself kind of um, flip-flopping or going too far in one direction and then too far in the other. That's awareness. I stopped you. Go ahead. You notice that. That's awareness. What do you do with that? Keep doing it? Yeah. yeah. Don't. Yeah, you don't have to fix anything. If you just see it and you don't push it, if you push it, it gives it a reality that it doesn't have. It's, a, it's an illusion. Give it a, if you fight with anything, it will it will fight back because it you're you're fighting with an illusion. The classical example of that is Don Quixote tilting with windmills. They're unreal. They're not giants. They're windmills. <clears throat> if I'm doing something to make myself feel better, I will often feel guilty about that, but then if I'm doing something, um, going in the opposite direction, just kind of muscling through it, avoiding trying to feel better, so I'm avoiding trying to cover something up, it feels like I'm too hard on myself. Is there, is there a middle ground? Do I just well, have to keep going back and forth? There might be a middle ground, but you don't, you don't find necessarily find a middle ground by looking for a middle ground. You look at the discrepancy. You look at the teeter-totter without grasping, rejecting, or shutting down. Those are the three poisons. And you can bring that understanding to it. It will not particularly feel good, and it will not particularly feel successful. But it's not about success. A relative success of feeling better is the very, that's most of the world is run by that, was looking for what is going to make us feel better. That's why so many people use drugs and use uh, to anything to get them some kind of a change in the mind stream so that they feel better or at least feel more valid or something, something, something. And what's being said here is just, just raw, bare attention. Sit down, hold still, and watch the mind come and go and come and go and do it in a situation where you have a, uh, have a space that is supportive to that. You could do it in the hallway. You could also do it in your meditation room, your zendo, whatever you call it. I think you call it the zendo, don't you? No. <clears throat> Go there so you're supported by the environment. Really difficult to do. It's a hard path. Dishin. Dishin Boeing. What are the questions which do not lead us in circles? Boeing. Did I tell her what those are? <laughs> I don't want to give you too much equipment there. I think there's a possibility they could always be circular, but you're doing it. You ask a lot of questions. You participate in uh, Dharma book studies and Dharma talks and so on. So and you're coming out of your your uh, what you want to know. So as far as uh, I, I just think that they could be as direct as possible with this, uh, as little input, uh, either or, should I do this or that, or those kind of questions. Is it this, is it that? So I wouldn't put too much in that area, but just questions are very direct. What is this? Who is this? 
those kind of questions. Uh, that's dealing with two things, uh, the belief in that there are separate beings, separate things. And it is extremely convincing to, to be in a situation where you're you're being told through the teaching and through even perhaps through your understanding that this is unreal. And at the same time, you just uh, cut your finger. It looks real, seems real. This seems real. But that is that is the illusion. Any further questions? Yes, sir. Yeah, long nine. You often ask us, you know, tell me what you want to know. What do you want to know? If it feels like that desire to know has weakened and is weakening, is that a lie or a cover-up? I think it's very, very situational. Depends on the person. Depends on what other things are going along with that. Perhaps I mean, you're here. This is a Dharma talk, and you're here. You don't have to be, there's no requirement for you to be here, but you're here. So that means a lot to me as a teacher. And hopefully there's uh, some value here, but sometimes the value is just showing up rather than something was clarified or figured out, something about that. So the way you're talking about something sliding back a little bit doesn't sound particularly negative to me as far as interest in that. Uh, it can get very boring. This is why we're going to sit the whole month of February. Everybody can just get very, very bored. Isn't that the, why we're doing this? Em emphasize the sitting practice. We can all do that. Support each other. Come in and there's a room of uh, eight or ten people that are all doing sitting meditations. Seems to be quite a bit more accessible, I guess, to sit there with people and just train your mind to see clearly more. I see you over there hiding behind the Ikebana. Further question? Yes. Ikebana, at the very beginning of your talk, you said something um, about the necessity of getting to know our own minds intimately. Yes. What What does that look like? going to be different with each person. You're, you're going to need to be responsible for the things that happen in the mind. Not not the ego being responsible, not like that, but just whatever shows up in the mind, nothing to fix or correct. No matter how intense, how threatening, how whatever, it, it has a right to be there. Just a simple way of putting it. It's dependently risen. We're getting very conceptual when, you, when we do that, when the actual feeling of suddenly uh, some kind of emotion starts to uh, happen in your mind stream that wasn't there 20 minutes ago. And it, some, this happened, that happened, somebody said this or that, and suddenly you find yourself in some kind of a malaise that is very uncomfortable and and doesn't feel like it should be happening. Doesn't that, doesn't that pretty much describe it? And what's being said here from the point of view of the te teachings, as a teacher, I'm saying just feel it. Just, in other words, the other word is just receive it. In other words, it's just observe it. The observing is the training. Uh, receiving is getting closer to act, the actual situation. Now, here's the stinky mess of stuff that's coming up in your mind stream that wasn't caused by this situation. 
was already in your mind stream. It's just that this happened and opened up that gateway. So suddenly you, you're flooded with this. That is yours. That is your negativity. When I say yours, not personhood. Not 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 personhood can be gone, but there's a complex of uh, consciousness that is showing up that is uh, uh, controlling the glomeruli in your kidneys and con controlling what's happening in your nerves, in your spine, and uh, and it, I could go on and on. I don't have to. I'm just saying that it is really really complicated. So when something shows up in the mind stream that seems to be triggered by something out here, remember that it's just it's just a mind stream. The trigger is. There's a dog. It could be another trigger. It might be a. Uh, 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 you ever seen an elephant with a cleft palate? You have now. Where did that come from? I have no idea. Don't care. Kind of silly, but it's that kind of thing that comes out of nowhere that suddenly we make that personal, and then that's the thing that actually is causing the. This is a, the way ego reinvigorates and reifies and establishes and reinforces that me and I'm here and I'm feeling this way and I need to have justice or something. And you don't, you could just lose. Lose a war. Don't go to war with war. The whole world is doing that, justifying war. We even use the what, what the war on drugs and the war on this and what we're using it constantly. All these political structures are using, you know, to fight like hell. Don't fight. Don't fight. Don't fight anything. Yes. When you're bowing, is there anything that represents the mind stream besides thoughts? Well, consciousness can take all kinds of forms. Uh, sometimes if, uh, if the thought is thoughts and thinking and evaluating and concluding and analyzing things is, is being used to protect an imaginary uh, ego or self and an imaginary part of consciousness, then might not have much of an option for other things to float through there. But yes, there's all kinds of things that uh, arise and fall away in consciousness that are, are not uh, structural things like thoughts or evaluations or conclusions. In your mind. So is it... Thoughts in the mind stream as a type of form that is tends to lead us into negativity or difficulty. Yes, as if, opposed to the elephant with a cleft palate. If you well, believe them, that's why I was using that example. It's just a silly example. I don't know where it came from. It has something to do with the. Uh, there's a whole lot of uh, what they call it soft tissue. <laughs> In my consciousness, so any everything is welcome. Anything can come up. So I have quite a, a active imagination in that way. You could say it that way. It's always been that way, but there is a, for a long time it was shut down because of fear, fear of saying something wrong, of doing something funny, and what if I made a fool of myself? Well, I found out I was a fool a long time ago, so you can't really make a fool out of a fool. And if you can, that would be all right too. Fool, and the fool part is, is thinking that you're somebody that, that somehow needs some kind of support from somebody. You don't need anything. You may want it, but you don't need anything. Reality is completely without demand. You're, you're ready to do whatever shows up, whoever shows up in front of you. You're with them. That doesn't mean you agree with them. 
You almost just got a epithet flipped out at you. It doesn't mean you are going to agree with them. You might really, really disagree with them, but you understand the situation, so all you do is listen because you, you realize this person is suffering deeply, and this is the only way they can work with their suffering for the time being is by flipping it out on you. Try to get rid of it, attacking you. How do I know about that? I do it myself. I never stop being who I am, uh, relatively, ultimately, or anything. The difference is, is I'm looking at it. You're not. And if you are looking at it, you probably won't be here. Probably be doing something else. Is there a, is there a final question? I guess it's final. I don't know. No. No final questions. Huh? Anybody on Zoom? Yes. Yeah, there's uh, 41 windows open. Is there a question on Zoom? Susan, don't you have a question? My goodness. Uh, Susan Bowling. So, Sokazan, I've heard you say many times that you had two, um, I'm not sure if the word you used was extraordinary or incredible teachers. What, what did they do that was so extraordinary or incredible bowing they met me right in the middle of my confusion without apology and i was ready for that teaching i didn't know it at the time but i was uh in both situations i was kind of force fed that but i wasn't force fed it because they did anything it's that they didn't do much Yes, I had a uh, Chogyam Trungpa was a not only a powerful teacher for for me but for thousands of people. He was an amazing uh, tantric master, and uh, Kobanchino Roshi was a uh, not not so well known but was very much like a a feather that could turn into a sword and right back into a feather again. More, Susan. Uh, Susan Bowling, and you just um, said a moment ago, "I'm looking at it, and you're not." What What is it, Bowling? Uh, that's a secret now. <laughs> what I'm saying when I'm looking at it, I'm saying I see that there, there there isn't anything but this. There isn't anything separate. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's no past. There's no future. I mean, and if there is, it's just an illusion. This is this is proves nothing. There is no proof. There's no proof for what I'm looking at. And there won't be, it's a transcendent spiritual path. And that might sound like a pretty highfalutin talk, but that's what it is. And you need to look, and when I say you, I'm saying everybody, including me, we need to look, look in the mirror and see, is that real? Is that real? There's a, a human form. We aren't even human. That's an illusion that we get used to and we talk to each other about it and we put makeup on we and we we have things growing out of the tops of our head called hair we comb those back or we cut them off or we or 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 it, anything to reinforce this uh the situation of being an illusion and then we it gives us the illusion of safety it gives us the the illusion of control it gives us all kinds of things but it's unreal if you see that it's unreal you're liberated. 
But that doesn't mean you're free to jump off the Eiffel Tower without a parachute. It doesn't mean you can do something like that. It just means that you're no longer intimidated by everything around you because you see you're not separated from it. You're separated, but not separate from it fundamentally. More, Susan? Susan Bowling. Earlier today, you said, and I've heard you say this many times, you don't have to become a Buddhist. What is a Buddhist exactly, Bowling? A Buddhist is someone who has heard the teachings of the Buddha and probably has met a Buddhist teacher, or at least has read Buddhist books going back 2,500 years, and finds that this particular structure of the Buddha, of the, the teacher, the, the Dharma or the teaching and the Sangha or the community is a helpful support to practice this path that is extremely difficult to practice. I'm not saying you can't you can't meditate and so on and do just fine and have that be part of your life. And maybe some people that's that's what they're going to do is a kind of mindfulness practice. I'm totally in favor of that. I'm saying do what you can. If you can do this, then I'll help you do it. If you want to just uh, meditate once or twice a week, I'll help you do that. And everyone is wired, their own wiring, their own karma, their own causes and conditions that show up as their particular personality structure, hopes, fears, and all the other considerations. Some people just can't do it. Some people to sit for an hour or two is just excruciating. And other people, as soon as they hear about it, they sit there for three or four hours and and fall asleep a lot and and are not too concerned. So everyone is so uh, much different in that area. And so I... When I say you don't have to become a Buddhist, you'll also hear me say, I couldn't do this without without a Buddhist teacher, two of them. I could not I would not be sitting here holding forth as a as a Dharma teacher unless I had two really powerful teachers who didn't show up. Uh, Coben didn't particularly so show up um powerful. He showed mm-hmm. up very, very uh just smiled a lot and was very soft and accommodating until I asked him to be my teacher, and that all changed. But you could be a, um, I have students uh, that I've known for many, many years who have never even mentioned receiving vows, and, and I don't bring it up either. Just like, uh, Susan, with you, I, I don't mention uh, precepts or anything like that to you. That's your business. If you need to do that, we can do that. If you don't need to do that, then we'll just, uh, I know you're a meditator, and I know you've been meditating for the last several years in the way that I teach. And before then, you were meditating in the way other people teach. And so I, I feel like uh, as far as I can, I meet you where you're at. Would you agree with that? Do you think that's a reasonable thing for me to say? <laughs> Susan Dowling, yes. But what what I'm interested in, is there some difference in the, I don't know if you call it the type of Buddhist they are, The different, is there a difference between the monks and the type then let's say Jashin and Kayun who've taken precept no and the rest of us unwashed masses here. What's the difference? There is no difference. Those, the, any differences you see there are projections. There is no difference there. Everyone is manifesting and is working with their karma the best they, they, that they can. There were, there's no way I would ever say to Kayun, you need to become a monk. Now he may, I doubt it, but he may come this way and want to do that or Wulong who's also here right now, she may want to do that, uh, but not necessary. It's, it's, it's it, you know, you, you, you're able to do just whatever you need, and that may not be uh, precepts at all. It may just be a regular meditation. Uh, it's, it, it's so varied. 
uh, if you were if you were to be in my situation a little bit, you'd see it's just astonishingly uh, varied the way people approach the path. And some people are ready for they want to do the whole thing. They want to become a monk, and they make that clear just about from the start. They're, they're here and they want this and they want to do it as much as they can. And other people, it never comes up. I've had dozens of inter interviews with some people that never even mentioned Jukai or robes or anything. And if they don't bring it up, I don't. All I do is respond to their questions. Uh, usually they're doing some kind of meditation practice. I'm trying to think of I have anybody that does not meditate at all. No one's showing up there, but there may be somebody that... Uh, I might see once in a while who's not a meditator. So it, it, there's no there's no differentiation when you're saying the unwashed masses. Uh, it's you know, everyone is a is valid. Everyone's consciousness. Every every human being is comes with all kinds of uh, causes and conditions from what looks like. I don't know if it is this absolutely looks like other other lifetimes. That certainly is how it shows up for me and for, for lots of other people. I feel like I've met a lot of you before. Different, different uh, time, different place. Here we are. Very good. Thank you so much. And thank you for your questions too, Susan. Thank you to everyone for their questions. Good to see all of you. Hi, my name is Sokaren and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.